1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Homosexuality was first mentioned in the Bible in 1946 in the Revised Standard Version. There is no mention of or reference to homosexuality in any Bible prior to this. Only interpretations have been made. Anti-LGBT Bible interpretations commonly cite only eight verses in the Bible that they interpret to mean homosexuality is a sin. Eight verses in a book of thousands. So what's the solution? Well, according to the creators of the Queen James Bible, they edited those eight verses in a way that made homophobic interpretation impossible. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host Spencer. This is my cisgendered wife Nikki. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And uh, (laughs) we are happy to have you guys here. Uh, Do you have anything you'd like to say before we dive into this?
0: Oh yeah. I just just think it's really neat how we keep seeing people from New Mexico that we just moved away from. (laughs) So this week we're going to get to see our friend Sly from church, all people from church. So it's just really neat because we've been missing them all a lot. So just pray our fellowship together is um, is blessed. And I know we're not going to visit for very long, but that we'll be able to visit and it will go really well and for safe travels for him to go back home too.
1: Yep, definitely um, give God praise for that. Sly is a wonderful man of God. He's got a great family, mm-hmm. um, beautiful kids, another one on the way. Yeah. Um, He did not bring us green chilies from New Mexico. And Nikki is a little bit upset about that. Uh, He was not prophetic enough to know that we (laughs) wanted the green chilies. So, but we're thankful that he's here. Gonna get to hang out with him a little bit. So that is wonderful news. But man, old brother, we're here (laughs) in episode three um, of sort of our look at homosexuality um, and how it's infiltrating our churches. And this time, we're sort of looking at it through how they're seeking to change our language um, to become sort of more inclusive and queer affirming. You know, that little excerpt that I read to start the show, that actually came from the Amazon sales page for the Queen James Bible. Um, Not the King James. We're talking about the homosexual free Queen James Bible.
0: (laughs) They just put it all out there. That's what it's all about.
1: You know what struck me reading through that? I didn't even catch it the first time I read through there, but they said anti-LGBT interpretations cite these eight verses. So they're already making the claim that like all the other Bibles in human history are just these anti-LGBT interpretations. Yeah. But this Queen James is like the real. inter. I was like, okay, there they go framing our language again. So but I'm
0: going to start picking apart other words in the Bible and say, one, was this?
1: Oh, it's definitely going to be something they start doing. So, again, we're going to try to keep this episode moving because it might tend to go a little bit long. We don't want it to do that. So just kind of looking at this in the first uh, two episodes, the previous two episodes that we did, we looked sort of first kind of more broadly at how homosexuality is kind of making its way into the church, um, you know, with the LGBTQ movement and that sort of thing. Then in episode two, we looked a little more closely at how they're sort of attacking our youth in the country and in the church to try to gain a foothold, um, you know, in the church, which ultimately gains them that foothold in the country. In today's episode, though, we'll be looking at how they're sort of seeking to change the language and our understanding of scripture to further confuse those youth, as well as, you know, the more easily swayed brothers and sisters in our communities so while we know that this is going on and you know we've talked about the twisting of that sort of idea of like god is love and we're going to talk more about that in this episode but what really got me onto this wanting to focus on how they're changing the language was in that article that we've mentioned the previous two episodes about the bisexual you know christian lady from the huffington post well In there, they make reference um, to a a documentary. So if you want to just read this sentence, honey, that really jumped out to me.
0: Oh, an upcoming documentary titled 1946, The Mistranslation That Shifted a Culture. It investigates how the word homosexual was mistranslated and added to the Bible and how one word influenced the anti-gay movement. That so many American um, conservative Christian churches, they stand so firmly behind that.
1: And I read this and I was like, woo! Like they're about to start attacking biblical translations here. Like this is super dangerous.
0: Mm, I know. Yeah, like it's just one thing to try and twist the meaning of a phrase, you know, like God is love, but now they're trying to throw trust in the Bible out the window, and looking into this documentary, which we'll have linked uh, in the description, they go on to make the contention that the revised uh, standard version of the Bible, um, when that was translated in 1946, this was the first time that the word homosexuality was added to the Bible.
1: Yeah, so added it in 1946, and this is sort of their contention that like this started the whole, you know, cultural shift towards Hating lgbtq so i just want to make two points off of that sort of revised standard version and
0: well what did they say before so before 1946 we're gonna get into that everybody was accepting uh
1: yeah no well
0: of homosexuals yeah like as
1: if we were somehow more open in 1946 than we are now but um you know they talk about this that homosexuality wasn't introduced until 1946 in the bible and this is supposed to grab you like you said like oh man well this is new right this Mm -hmm. is a new way that we're looking at it Uh, but the problem is the word homosexual like wasn't a term until the late 1800s and it didn't even really become like common vernacular or common parlance in this country until the 1920s and then you Use that little bit of information that it wasn't even a common word in our country till the 1920s. There were only two Bibles that were translated between 1900 and 1950, um, and that was the American Standard Bible, which was translated in 1901 before the word homosexuality was really commonly used outside of like medical circles. And then in 1946, the Revised Standard Version was translated when homosexuality was a common word used in society. So it would make sense that the first Bible to use that word would be the first Bible that was translated after that became common Mm -hmm. language. So um, the second point, I went all the way back to the 1599 Geneva Bible. And what's great is with technology nowadays, just go to BibleGateway.com. You can look up you know, the Wycliffe Bible, whatever you want, like the Bible translation is there for you to read. But I went to the 1599 Geneva Bible, which is, if you're unaware, a little before the 1946 Revised Standard <laughs> was translated. Um, and the word that they used, um, so the verse that they referenced this, the whole documentary is kind of built around is 1 Corinthians 6, 9. And in First 1, Corinthians, 1 1 Corinthians 6, 9. That's where they make use of this word homosexuality. You go back to the Geneva Bible, and in place of the word homosexuality, they taught or they use the word buggery. Um, buggery, which according to Merriam Webster's dictionary, means sodomy. And I'm not going to explain exactly what sodomy is on this podcast, but in the biblical um, world, The context was generally sort of accepted to mean homosexual relations. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to kind of know that, like, what they're claiming is basically nonsense. Um, Mm -hmm. They know it is. I'm sure they know it. Um, But in the leftist, you know, godless leftist world, like, if it fits the narrative, what do they care, right? Like, tell a lie. It doesn't make a difference.
0: I know it's crazy. They can, like, have this obvious lie, and they know people are going to eat it up because people— you know, who don't love God, they love lies because they want to be comfortable in their sin. But the bigger point here, um, more than this stupid documentary, is that they are working to undermine our scriptures. They are already doing this in regards to scripture in general. You hear this when they claim that Bible translation was like a game of telephone, like over time, um, some people got it wrong. So it's like nowhere near what it originally said. And So we discussed this in our Bible translation episode, and you can find that in the description. Um, It's a great sermon by Vodi Bauckham um, about the Bible translation and the trustworthiness over um, on our Discord channel.
1: Yeah, so we'll link our talk about Bible translations down in the show notes. And then if you want to go check out that Vodi Bauckham sermon, which is much more intelligent than anything we could spit out, That's going to be over on our Discord. We encourage you to come check that out. But yeah, they're attacking our scriptures. And, you know, it started, I mean, it started before, but you know you started seeing it with this whole like gender neutral Bible kind of thing where we, you know, we mentioned the Queen James Bible to open the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's just one. Um, There are many others. Well, We'll have those linked, not because we want you to read them, but because we want you to know to avoid them. And they are moving beyond simply changing the wording to make it more palatable to LGBT people of faith. Now they are attacking the trustworthiness of the Bible by challenging the translation. And this is just very dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's incredibly dangerous. And this is just a suggestion of something that I do. um, And I would recommend we all start doing it. And... I would say start buying old Bibles, <laughs> like if you got got Goodwill around you. It can
0: you. be expensive, but yeah, I'd say check out.
1: Or, you know, if you go to a book exchange or a little like free book library and there's Bibles there, I would take them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an old Bible, don't get rid of it. Hold on to it. And it's probably just like the conspiracy theorist in me that's flaring up, but... Uh, I feel like in this country, it's probably not going to be too far down the road where it might become difficult to get your hands on a non affirming Bible. Mm-hmm. If our political climate stays sort of the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, those may become a little more difficult to get your hands on. So you want to make sure you have something that's more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't throw those out just yet. They still have value.
0: I know. I still, I like wonder if like the apps, for, like Bible apps, are going to be tampered with or removed or you know like a book burning type of hold on to your
1: bibles too because we'll know if the mandela effect is real (laughs) if you go back to that old 1699 (laughs) king james or whatever it is 1619 king james and it's all queer affirming 1611 uh, yeah yeah it'll be all queer affirming and you know the timeline split
0: so those are the things that we want you to be aware of and they are happening and we believe um it's going to increase um as the years go by but the bigger issue that we deal with today bigger just in the sense that it's more prevalent and more commonplace is the twisting of the the god is love phrase
1: yeah which is you know obviously perverted because god is love we don't want to lose that phrase but they definitely twist it and the first time i remember hearing this um, it was in connection to Rob Bell, who, if you're unfamiliar with Rob Bell, I think he's kind of lost a lot of his um, appeal, I guess, over the years. But he was a pastor of Mars Hills Church in Michigan, and he had a falling away. Um, and a phrase that I remember him using, or that was attached to him, I believe, was the phrase, love wins. Um, someone can correct us if that's wrong, um, if it came from somewhere else, but that's what I rem- Remember? And he was speaking more uh, along the idea that in the end, everybody gets to heaven is sort of how he fell away from Mars Hill because he had this like universalist um, idea that, you know, saints and sinners alike at the end of time, God's taken them all to heaven. Um, but it seems like now the LGBTQ has sort of latched onto kind of the same idea here, right? Like that God is love. He loves everyone. And if homosexuals love each other, God sees it the same way, right? Because love is love at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, but love is like an emotion. And we ha- our love is supposed to be toward God first. And if there's a commandment, like something we're not supposed to do and we love doing that sin that the commandment says not to do, we can't say, but love. But we're not supposed to love that. It's like an idol or putting something before God. When you put something before his commands um you're you're sinning you can't just say but it's love and you're love like that's just so twisted but it's a perversion of in a misrepresentation of god um like he is love that part they got right but they just forget about the rest of god like his holiness and his judgment his laws and his commands
1: so. yeah, just a few little things that they left out there at the end um and again, we're going to have verses at the end here. We'll have them down in the show notes so you can go check them out for yourself. Um, but the one that I wanted to pull up here for you just personally, um, and again, I'm going back to the 1619 or the 16, 1599 uh, Geneva Bible um, for this translation. Again, well before the Revised Standard Version, and it's 1 Timothy 1, I believe, 9 through 11. Uh, and they say, knowing this, that the law is not given unto a righteous man, but unto the lawless and disobedient, to the ungodly and to the sinners, to the unholy and to the profane, to the mur- murderers of fathers and mothers, to manslayers, to whoremongers, to buggerers, uh, to men stealers, to liars, to the perjured, And if there be any other thing that is contrary to wholesome doctrine. um. So looking at that, again, we see that word buggerers, right? Which means a sodomite, which means a homosexual, essentially. So, you know, they must have missed yeah. that verse when they yeah. were uh, <laughs> they must pulling have. the documentary as yeah, they're, well.
0: They're just twisting the meaning of scriptures and what's sad. And in today's world, this isn't just religious, but all walks of life. And we have more access to information than ever before. And surprisingly, um, what that has created is maybe the dumbest society in American history.
1: (laughs) I think you could definitely make that claim, which is so sad when you hear people talking about like, this is a little off topic, but like the Constitution and these sorts of things are outdated and they want to... Like, to think that any of our political leaders in this country could stand a chance to Thomas Jefferson's (laughs) intelligence or critical thinking, like, is embarrassing. But (laughs) the thing is, is, like, this is going to work for a percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. You know, it already sort of works with this God is love perversion that we see. Um, And I suspect that if this documentary gets released, it's not going to be the only time you hear this. And we're going to start seeing a number of people sort of latching on to this mistranslation narrative. You know, and the thing is they won't look for themselves. I looked for five minutes when I saw that documentary. I was like,
0: what? It doesn't take long to look.
1: Yeah, just it took five see. minutes to realize like, oh, buggers, is a sodomite, is a homosexual? Okay, case closed. Um, but like we have all of history at our fingertips in our cell phones. The knowledge of the world is at our fingertips. And we just believe whatever we're told as long as it lines up and like fits our feelings and yeah. sort of our preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. And this is again a little off topic because that's I see the shiny light in the corner and it gets me confused. Um, this is why I don't like when people sort of deride conspiracy theorists as like idiots and crackpots, because I think in order to disagree with like mainstream thought in this country, it takes a lot of courage, especially if you're willing to stand on it. it doesn't make them right, first off. You can be completely off base and be a conspiracy theorist, but. Personally, I see them as a lot more mentally curious. Yeah. Like, I'm not convinced that somebody's intelligent, no matter how many, like, degrees or letters they have after their name. If all you can do is just, like, regurgitate stuff yeah. that people had taught you. You, if know, you don't know
0: how to, like, think against the grain, then that, that's not a sign of intelligence.
1: I don't think so. Like, even if you're wrong in your critical thinking and you're like, but you're out there and you're trying to figure things out for yeah. yourself and you're just not OK with being like, well, they told me that they mistranslated the Bible in 1946. So I guess God likes homosexuals. No, yeah. dude, like, go look into Challenge it. Challenge you know? every
0: new thing lately, really. It's a- crazy. Like there's any new thing I think is going to be the news is going to be like a lie. We need to test all things. Yeah, That's don't ever believe says. the
1: news, first and foremost. But in lieu of keeping this episode running for the next hour and a half, um, we get ready to wrap this up. Do you have anything that you want to sort of end on?
0: Well, I wanted to bring up verses as usual. Uh, I just have three of them here. First uh, John 2, 15 through 17. So on the topic of uh, love, because everybody twists love, it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who abides, uh, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So, on the topic of homosexuality and love, you can love someone of the same sex but you're told not to it might be love that's true that it is love we're told not to love the things of the world and homosexuality is a thing of the world it's approving if the world approves and applauds it like that's a sure sign and you know the world is not gonna they're gonna attack any truth
1: yeah and read the book of first john Mm -hmm. and look at your life in light of first john and you'll know if you're a christian uh, it will be very condemning and yeah. <laughs> hard to do, but yeah, definitely and read that book again.
0: Yeah, there was something else I was going to bring up. and I can't remember it right now. Um, oh, I was going to just bring up just a side thing before I, I forget again. But when I was just thinking while you were talking earlier about if someone is a homosexual and they say they're a Christian, that means they are, if they're truly a Christian, they are repentant, they're aware of their sin and that their sin separates them from God. Like even I find myself saying, God, if there's any sin in me that I am unaware of, please make me aware. Like, I don't want to have any offense before you, God. Like even our ignorant sins, I want to know. Like, so if a homosexual has that same mindset, God, if there's any sin in me, if this is sin to you, God, show me. God will show it to them if they are sincere in that prayer yeah i mean
1: to make the point clear like having homosexual tendencies i don't think keeps you separated from god and out of heaven i always think about it like the alcoholics like if you go to you know people that go to alcoholics anonymous and stuff like that their entire life they'll tell you like no i can't have a drink i'm an alcoholic even though they didn't have a drink for 20 years but they still are like no and in my mind like that's the way homosexuality should be treated like i have homosexual tendencies I'm fighting against it because I'm walking with the Lord. But like, Mm -hmm. I'm not putting myself anywhere near. But when you just like, Mm -hmm. you know, if an alcoholic just fully gives into his alcoholic um, tendencies, well, then he's sinning now, right? But if you're fighting against those Mm -hmm. sins, you're not sinning to like, you're bringing them before God, right? Like you're telling God, I need help in this area. My whole life, I have a weakness here.
0: Yeah, The struggle against sin is proof that you don't want it because you want to live for God so having the struggle and admitting you don't want to do it that's good that's a good place to be because we all struggle against sin it's when you just quit struggling and you just go with all your desires and you give up that's the difference so having the struggle and confessing your sins to one another you're on the right path you're confessing you're repentant your heart is humble before God and you're confessing your weaknesses because we all have weaknesses well the other verse let me get to So this one is James four, four through six. And he says, Adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Again, like let's humble ourselves. And then the last verse, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Did you already say this one?
1: No, but this is the verse that they're basing their entire oh, documentary right. on. So,
0: Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. So it sounds like homosexuals and sodomites could mean the same thing. And I was thinking, well, if they're saying the word homosexual was added in there, you still got that word sodomite in there, which means it's homosexual.
1: Well, so- and sodomite doesn't entirely mean homosexual. It has other connotations, but it was largely accepted to mean homosexual. Right. Um, in the, you know, oh, that's even the word in our you day. Want to describe. So, yeah, as we get ready to kind of end this thing, I just want to caution everybody listening to this and please share this with anybody if you find it worthwhile. We would definitely appreciate that. But I would caution you to never agree with these ideas when you hear them. Um, Like if they're if they're contrary to Christian orthodoxy, like the stuff that you've grown up believing in your Christian walk without doing extensive research on your own, um, not to say that nothing you ever hear about the Bible is going to be right. Um, It may be, you know, at some point in time, there might be something unearthed that challenges Christian orthodoxy. But without doing your own research, like when you hear this stuff, like God is love. So immediately reject that. That would be my advice to you. And then go seek God in prayer and start doing your own research. Because the thing is, like Satan's going to use every tool at his disposal, Mm -hmm. especially his children, um, to get you to question the truthfulness of God's word and ultimately God himself. So we know clearly that Christianity and the scriptures – teach that um, this idea of homosexuality is a sin like that has been established Um, but that's not going to stop them from trying to pervert you know the scriptures and the the ideas and the themes of the bible for their own gain Mm -hmm. so you know this is kind of what they did years ago and we've made fun of it on this show a couple of times but when you started hearing that thing like well jesus never spoke about homosexuality they knew that was a falsehood they knew that that was A pretty lame attempt at it but people still gravitated to that and held on to that Mm -hmm. well jesus wanted to tell us homosexuality was a sin he would have like a stupid idea but they still tried that and they're trying more and they're going to keep doing whatever they can to steal more and more people away from the true faith so um and listen don't take our word for it either even with this episode Take what we say and go do your own research. And if we're wrong, please tell us. (laughs) Like If you find something.
0: Well, I know we're not wrong on this.
1: (laughs) I don't think we are. But again, if you find something, please, like we want to be corrected too. But do your own research. Um, Don't just accept like, oh, this guy says he's a reverend. You can get ordained online in like five minutes. So um, do your own research. But trust what you've been taught about Christian orthodoxy and Um, Christian doctrine. And don't be afraid to stand on that and then do your own research. So um, that's all we got for you guys in this episode. Um, We'll be coming back again with another topic on this. Two more episodes at least as we stand right now. Uh, But not on Friday. Friday is good news. So stick around for that. That's all we got. Love you guys. God bless.